Howdy, everybody out there. This is Big Beefin'. This is JP, and I am one-third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What's doing, boy? Now, you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is... That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you were podcasting. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins. You got to be smarter than a fucking average bear. And I looked at him. I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking. I just left. <laughs> average bear. That's a, that's a yogi. Yogi bear, right? Isn't that... It's a Yogi Bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. There, the, there, there's dark matter. Is there light matter? Well, that would just be normal matter. Like all uh, all of our normal matter would be the stuff that's not dark matter or dark energy. Uh, um, in quantum in quantum physics, and this is going to be a fucking terrible description of quantum physics. But you know how you know how you have a light switch. You have a light switch. Yeah. So quantum physics is basically if your light switch was on and off at the same time. What the fuck? That's quantum physics. So that's bullshit. If, Aaron, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Aaron, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> that's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck you. Never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat to drop. So let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> just, just enjoy the show. Shank, Shank. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. What you doing? Welcome back to Big Beefing. Welcome. Glad, glad to be back, sir. Glad to be back. It's been a long, man, it's been a couple of days. It's been, this is the place where everybody knows your name. <clears throat> well, it's only like four people, so I was hoping they all know my damn name by now. Well, you know, sometimes we just got to get what we can get. Well, you know, <laughs> did it, any surprises why I was gone? Yeah. Um, so I had to go back on the... Uh, Normally, Big Beefin is, uh, I take pride in Big Beefin being off the cuff. Like, we just say how it is, uh-huh. and that's the end of it. Yeah, I kind of heard uh, what happened. But apparently, you know, there's some people out there when they hear stories about their youth and the things they did as teenagers, they don't want that stuff coming back to light in later years in life. Um, they don't want the kids hearing about it. They don't want uh, family members hearing about it. You know, it's just, uh, it's just sometimes people just don't like hearing about that kind of stuff because, you know, it's decisions you made when you were a kid. So that being said, I had to go back and uh, for the first time edit some of our actual podcast. Oh, man. Did, uh, did it take long to do? No, but the thing is, it's just, uh, it's not a very clean edit. Um, it just, because a lot of times when we say names, like, you know, we wouldn't say them like all all in one spot, or we would say them as we're telling the story. So now you got to like dub, you got to bleep it out like two or three times, and then sometimes you can tell who it is just by the way the story's told. And in those situations, you you kind of have to bleep out things about the story. Okay, well, just that's a good podcast though. You know, hard to hear that we had to re-edit that back out. So well. I mean, it's still funny just because of how we react to things, and we're still laughing. But you know, the people that were there, it was the story was about. You know, they're not they're not there to defend themselves. And I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to. I had to give a disclaimer that you know, this is uh, we're just entertainers. We're just entertaining. You know, it shouldn't be taken uh, as realistic. But by the same token, we we kind of talk about things as being real and things as being true. So you know, it's kind of hard to come back and say, oh, we were just playing. We didn't mean any of that. We made it all up. Well, we do live in that day and age of sensitivity and things. You know, there's certain things, yeah, we don't want Bragg to like, you know, but, you know, we just want to hit away forever, you know, but, hey, that's why we got friends and family, to make you remember the things you did. Well, I mean, we all got things that we're not just thrilled about, you know, and I thought 
by by saying a few things I wasn't thrilled about. We would be cool to you know say things about you know others, but <laughs> apparently that's not the case. <laughs> so two, two wrongs don't make a right, apparently. So yeah, so you had two people that were that were mad about it. Then, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So basically, I went back and I did a little edit. Um, so if any of the listeners are hearing this one, if they heard it out of order and they hear this one. And you go back and you listen to the episode, uh, he had him a guitar. You're just going to hear some weird stuff whenever names are brought up. Uh, you know, now some people, their stories did stay in because the, the it wasn't necessarily anything like damaging or character issues. Just, you know, stupid stuff they did when they were a kid. But all the sexual, all the sexual stuff, I had to, I had to edit that because, you know. Well, you know, it's still. Because why? Maybe we, I don't know, like I said, I don't know what we can do later on, but oh, I guess, you know, it is what it is, though. Well, I, I was telling John, I had, to, I had to make some edits to one of the episodes because uh, some people were concerned about that side of the story getting out and it just how it looks. What side of the story? <laughs> we, well, can't, I mean, we can't discuss them, really, but. You know, when you're telling, when you're telling a story like some, somebody did when they were a kid, a teenager, and what you witnessed and what you saw... And, you know, you you don't know what that person was thinking. And plus, you know, some of this stuff happened 15, 20 years ago. What are you talking about? One of our podcasts. Well, which one? Well, obviously one you ain't heard. It's one where we tell a lot of stories. Yeah, so that's why I need to know which one it is. Yeah. Especially if you're going to get it, because now I'm not going to have any frame of reference. I'm like a child who's walking into the middle of a movie, and I'm going to ask what's going on. (laughs) You are a child, Aaron. You know. Uh, Aaron, is, uh, <laughs> as you get older, do you know you become more and more like Walter? Do you know that? I'm so glad that you detected that that reference I just made for the no, big mouse. I mean it though. Like every day, you get a little bit closer to being Walter. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just, just argue that. But I still need to know what the hell you're talking about. This is the episode when Eddie came in, and Eddie, and we went down. We took a trip down memory lane. And you know, talked about some shit that people weren't very proud of, and they're talking about, you know, making a big scene out of it. Well, the thing is, is that they, you know, stuff that they don't want family members hearing or friends hearing, or you know, hell, their boss may chime in at some point, and it's just stuff they don't they don't necessarily want out there in the public. <laughs> this awesome, hold on. Trying to call. awesome, awesome podcast. We're starting off great, getting back in the groove again. <laughs> Yeah, totally back in the wagon. So, uh, well, I guess we'll just get off on this topic. Well, before John, I mean, you're going to have to tell us how your convention went. How was your vacation? Oh, it was uh, it was really good. Like, the hotel we stayed at, the, um, the home suite, uh, fantastic hotel. Like we said, when we arrived, everything was good. They don't know arguing or nothing. Uh, we went up to our room. Our room had a freaking kitchen. And I never had a hotel with a kitchen in it. They had a full-blown kitchen in the damn thing. So I like, have a kitchen in it. Yeah, dishwasher, uh, fucking a microwave, a damn hot plate, uh, utensils to fucking make like you want to make like a damn steak dinner in there. You know, everything was there for us. So first time seeing that kind of thing. We had a lovely view uh, of the highway, so that was okay. So yeah, a lot of those hotels are like for people that work. You know, they're down there on a job or something. They're gonna be there for a while. And they need all that kind of stuff, you know. The, the, Be worth the what? Nothing. The, uh, uh, shout out to the guy uh, who uh, helped us out at the convention. Uh, we didn't know really what was going on, and like they were really, like I said, that was probably the coolest convention I've been to uh, because, like I said, super nice people, super organized. They know what the fuck they were doing. No one going like, I don't know, man. Go go the fuck over there. Just, just go over there. Something's probably over there. No, they helped me out. Like. Oh, yes, sir. They're over here to the left, right over there, they're over here to the right, they're over there. You go down the middle, you know what? Let me take you down there. They took me all the way fuck down there to what uh, the artists were. Like, here's the artist role. Like, oh, man, this guy's uh, proud to be here, <laughs> to volunteer. <laughs> I always felt like I had to tip the guy, you know? So, <laughs> well, is, is, uh, is Pasadena, it's, is it a big place? I, don't, I wouldn't is, think it is. It's not a big place, but I think I know what happened, Shane. I think I know what happened. Looking at it, I think somebody made a mistake. When I read the comments now on the Power Ranger Morphicon website, it said this time we'll get it right and be in being California. 
So someone messed up. It was supposed to be in Pasadena, California, not Pasadena, Texas. <laughs> so, but, 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 but if people wouldn't buy tickets there if they were going to Texas, right? Well, yeah, of course not. But the, I guess the guy who put it together, you know, they, they he gave someone a direction. They're like, oh, we thought, I thought you meant Pasadena, Texas. Like, why would I put Pasadena, Texas? That's the middle of nowhere. Pasadena, California. That's where the fuck is that, you know? So. I guess they just Uh-oh. ran with it, you know. <laughs> was there a was there a big turnout? Pretty good turnout, pretty good. Uh, I wish we would have left and came back later. We went in the morning, you know, jacked around in the morning, took, you know, took a picture, let them run around. Uh, I bought some artwork, uh, met some cool people. Uh, I tried to get big beefing out there. Not not great, not great work, you know. But uh, I did my best to uh, spread the word a little bit, you know. I bought some art from a guy. I said, oh, yeah, you know, I'm one thought, you know, it was me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm one third of Big Beef and uh, Big Beef is a podcast. My friends, they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, like, we would like to have you on one day if you like. Like, oh, I'm going to talk about my artwork and stuff like that and have fun. Like, that's, what, that's what we're all about, you know. And I talked to another guy. Thinking, we're all about promoting other people's business. Is that what okay. we do? The what? Uh, never mind. So, Aaron, are you trying to eat dinner or something? What like you we eat? Hear, we hear you unwrapping. We hear we hear uh, uh, China wear banging around and shit. And... <laughs> yeah, that was me cleaning up. I had a I had a Totino's pizza boy. A Totino's did you, pizza. Did, did you eat it off the box? Obviously, fucking not. If you heard China banging around. So you so you've evolved from eating on a box to eating on a plate now. John, I got a evolved. picture of Aaron Aaron saying Grace over a Totino's pizza box. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? Is I'm saying grace over my food. Well, you you don't have a shirt on. You're sitting on. You're sitting Indian style, and you got a pizza box in your lap. No, I'm, I'm sitting. I'm sitting in a fucking recliner, and our nephew is in the picture with me. It, it's just normally when you pray to God for food to nourish your body, you're not thinking. It's okay. <laughs> so you're knocking the 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 nutritional value of this food that I'm ingesting. Yeah, I mean, I think most people would. <laughs> I mean, the only good thing you have on your side is that it's relatively it's a low calorie thing. So no, you had to pro. You get, what, what kind? Of, what kind of pizza was it, Aaron? Uh, it was pepperoni. So, so you got some protein in a little there, bit of protein, a so. little bit of fat. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of carbs in the in the breading. Yeah, but, you know, depending on what like, you're doing, you know. The so. calories, the calories are going to be on the lower side. I mean, if, if that's all you eat, just the pizza. Did you have a soda with it too? No. So pizza and water. Uh, I didn't actually drink anything uh, for the because I just finished it. What'd Why are think? we breaking down my dietary plan? Well, we gotta make sure that you're healthy, uh, Aaron. Because you're eating. <laughs> which, which, well, well, we, we put John's diet on blast the other day, and he's sitting there eating a little Debbie. We talked about that. Might as well talk about what, what we're eating. What about Daniel contracting fucking diabetes from drinking an extra big gulp every damn well, day? We did. We've talked about that, and Daniel beat it. Like he eventually got rid of it. Now yeah. he don't eat it at all. <laughs> They overcame the odds. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm minding my own fucking business. <laughs> That's your diet. It's gluten free. On the real though, those no, people need to know. People, you're listening. Those double go. They still sell double go. Yeah, super double go. Those are a two liter of soda. People, those are two liters of soda that you're drinking. That's a two I mean, liter. You're basically knocking out your calorie intake for the day. In, one, in just one shot, you know. And Daniel was doing that several times a week. <laughs> my, my ass, like almost every day, he buy a double go. He just, <laughs> it's just too much sugar. It's too much sugar. Your body can't. You can't. Even even if Daniel was busting ass a hundred percent, it's still too much sugar. You can't do. Yeah. Much, you can't do anything with that. Yeah, you disrupt your natural production of your insulin when you do that shit. No, no KFC sold. No, it wasn't a gallon. It was a half gallon. Soda. It's like a little tub, and there was a little spot to put a straw in. So Dale bought that and stuck the damn thing straw in there, and he was drinking out of a tub, like a tub of butter. Soda. Oh yeah, I'd get sick, sick of the here. soda. I can only drink so much soda before I get sick of it. That's too much. I mean, I haven't drank soda a long time, but man, it's just oh boy. That's my thing though. I start drinking soda. That's it. I'm I'm a soda for three four weeks. I'm drinking soda straight out. You know. Yeah. What kind of flavors? Oh man, it don't matter. It don't matter. 
besides so you're Pepsi. Not, you're not picky with sodas. Not, you don't you don't have a particular one that you um, like. I think it would have to be uh, the sweet Dr. Pepper. You know, Dr. Pepper's the number one. I do like root beer. I, uh, root beer's a good one. Uh, my favorite, like soda, like cola, is uh, RC. I well, like RC more than I do Coke or Pepsi. You can't say root beer. Which root beer? Oh, uh, cream soda. Bam, right there. Yeah, A and W. It's probably the best out of all of them. Just I mean, Bark, Bark, Barks is okay if you Barks. get it sweet enough. Barks has bite. Yeah, and uh, mug mug just goes flat too easy. That's the yeah, problem. With mug. It does. it does. That shit goes back when you, when you open the can up. It's great. Yeah. It's flat. <laughs> yeah, mug mug goes flat. Now the good, if you can find a brand of soda called Sarsaparilla, they sell it at Ace Hardware, and it's a root beer, and it's really good. Is it Sarsaparilla? Yeah, that's it. Is it is it weird that I want to go to Tennessee to buy real moonshine, like real legit legal moonshine? Well, you got to be careful, man, because some of that shit can blind you. I mean, it's bad. Like it's it's powerful stuff, potent. Well, how would I do that? I can't just walk in there. So, you got any lick any, any uh, illegal liquor in here? You know, like. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make contacts. There was a show on. Um, I think it was Discovery Channel or History Channel. Yeah. I was talking yes, about moonshiners yes. and and it yeah, was kind of like a it was my, like a shitty redneck gang distribution thing. Like yeah, that. my father-in-law was obsessed with that show. I'm like, man, I watch it so much now. I gotta have illegal moonshine. <laughs> I gotta try this shit. <laughs> well, one of those guys. Well, <laughs> oh, well, Aaron can hook you up. But one of those yep. guys on that show was like morbidly obese, and I was like, how is he gonna go around and be their enforcer? He can barely get into the truck. I mean, damn, you know. All he's got to do is touch you. He's just got to grab. That's you. it. That's it, Shay. Yeah. Or he just put one hand on you. That's all yeah. he just do is grab you. I think that's. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that had to be a strategy. But damn, man, it's like okay. Uh, all I got to do is walk quickly, and I'll, I'll outpace you. I mean. <laughs> but still, though, all he has to do is grab you one time in public or at, in private. There was a there was a UFC match like that where it was just normal guy, just a normal dude, like a little Asian guy. And he was going up against a 650-pound man. And the way the match is going, the guy, the man, the big guy, at one point had fallen. And the little guy got underneath him. But he was able to scramble away just in time. But if he had, if it had been like one, you know, four or five inches more over, that big guy would have squashed him. And that would have been it. it I mean, he'd been done. He, couldn't have, he wouldn't have been able to move, you know. Oh, Shane, so what happened with that guy that attacked uh, Bret Hart? Oh, you know what was interesting about that, John? What? Um, there's a clip. That, I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember the – there's an episode of The Simpsons that came out like 15 years ago, 15 to 20 years ago. And in the episode of The Simpsons, Bret Hart shows up. Okay. And at some point, Homer is talking to Bret Hart, and Homer's wearing one of those Rastafarian hats, which is the same hat that the guy who tackled Bret Hart was wearing. Interesting. Isn't that just? A, it's just a neat little coincidence that the Simpsons. Well, maybe that dude watched that episode of The Simpsons before he went and did it. Possible, entirely possible. Well, well, so, what, well, look, for the fans out there listening, we're talking about Bret Hart, who was, as a kid, was my all-time favorite wrestler, like hands down, um, until I got a little bit older, and then mankind took it, took it from him. But for a long time, it was Bret Hart was number one. And, uh, anyways, he was he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And then last or last week or uh, Saturday, his team that he was a part of, his faction, they got inducted, the Hart Foundation. So um, he was up giving a speech. Him and his niece were talking about the Hart Foundation. And right in the middle of his speech, this dude wearing a Rastafarian hat, uh, rainbow colored, uh, jumps out of the, the audience, runs across past all the wrestlers, jumps into the ring and just straight up tackles. Bret Hart, I mean, to the ground, like picked him up and bam, threw him to the ground. And, you know, Bret Hart's in his, what, 60s, you know, I mean, he, he you know, he ain't a spring chicken anymore, you know, and he didn't know what the fuck what is going he? on. He, huh? Bret if Hart. he's not a spring chicken, then what is he? A human being, <laughs> motherfucker. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Why do I got to be a motherfucker, man? Shit. Well, have you ever, have you ever had relations with somebody who was a mother? That's neither here nor there. Well, no, it's everywhere. <laughs> so, what, so what? in any case, uh, he gets tackled, and I, I think, I think I saw the Big Show get up, and it's like, who the fuck would charge past the Big Show, like to go tackle somebody? You got to be out your damn mind, 
But um, some other dude, some wrestler, a tag team guy, uh, knocked the guy out, like punched him right in the head, knocked him out cold. And he's getting assault charges. So uh, it wasn't a real thing. It wasn't part of the show because they cut the cameras away when it happened. All the video footage is from fans and the audience that were that had their phones out when it happened. So um, yeah. it's interesting that they had uh, their phones out before the attacker made his move. Well, some people, you know, Aaron, some people in the world, they just put their damn phones on for everything. Like if you're if Bret Hart is you're still your hero and you wanted to hear every word he said, there's some people who would record the whole damn thing and wouldn't even really watch it. They just sit there, hold their phone up, look at their phone, and then I guess they watch it later and they have the memories of when they looked at their phone watching Bret Hart's well, speech. That that's weird because we were at a concert and this chick had her phone and she was recording the Rascal Flash. She recorded it and her phone ran out of data, ran out of memory. So she got mad and took her boyfriend's phone and started recording with his phone. I'm like, God dang, you know, like how much fucking footage do you need of a uh, Rascal Flats, you know? But you know, I might when I go to events like that, I kind of I try to make it a point to where I might take a photo, I take I take a bunch of photos, maybe maybe you know, but I also try to enjoy what I'm looking at. Like this trip to California, I mean, yes, we did take a lot of photos, but I also tried to not make everything me trying to make a photo. Like I wanted to take. I want to enjoy what I'm seeing, you know. I kind of want to see things, not just going off strictly off the photos. Yeah, and that's kind of what I did at the, at the, uh, the Pasadena. I enjoyed the trip. I did what I wanted to do. I met the people. Then I went around for maybe like 20 minutes trying to promote Big Beefing just to do something. You know? Wow, you actually talked to people about Big Beefing? Yeah. You said that earlier. Huh? What, what was that now? Aaron. I lost everybody. Well, Aaron, I thought you said something. Yeah, I said, uh, he said that earlier. Shane, weren't you listening? Yeah, but I didn't know. I thought he was just one guy. I didn't know he told other people about it. No, no, I told like five people. I was talking to him about it. Uh, one guy didn't look, he really didn't give a fuck at all. Uh, one dude <laughs> thought, would like, look at me like, say it one more time. Big, big beefing? Like, yeah, big beefing. What's this big beefing about? You know, like, he thought, no, it's not a sexual thing, sir. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's what we talk about. We're, we're it's funny that you that up. You know, <laughs> so, one, two, the two of the artists sound like they were really interested. Cause hey, we like we like promoting, we like talking to people, you know, we like sharing our ideas and having fun, you know, and you know, and just give you publicity. Hey, you know, free publicity from us. We love, you know, we love artwork. Oh, I love doing. It. Hey, you know, anything to have fun, you know. And like, okay, cool, you know. He gave me his card, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I I think it might it wouldn't be a bad idea to get an artist on here, but uh, most of those artists, I mean, at the cons. They don't seem like they're people I'd want to talk to. Well, he's like I said, he seems not kind of cool. you do want to talk to, boy. <laughs> That's true. It's a very wide category. And no, many of no. those artists fit in that category. I know. I I like some art. I'm not an art expert. I'm not going to walk into an art gallery and know what the fuck I'm t- looking at or what kind of art I'm, I'm supposed to look at. Because I know one time I I saw a piece of art on a on my one of my one of my wife's uh, uh, uncles or wherever he is. He's an artist and he had a friend there. I said, "What is that?" He goes, "Art." Yes, that's that's fantastic. But what what do you call this that piece? Art. All right, fucker. Apparently, you don't get the fuck what I'm trying to say. You know, <laughs> I just have to get it. You know. So there was a there was this art I bought at the last convention we went to the video game conference, and this guy drawn a bunch of like classic video game mascots like Sonic, Mario, Crash Bandicoot. You know, all the goofy little characters. And he said, hey, I bet you can't guess if it was him or his mom or somebody was working in the booth with him. And he was like, hey, I bet you can't guess all the characters on there. And I'm like, yeah, no, I can I can pretty much guess them all. And he's like, well, go ahead. So I start listening to him and I get done. And I'm like, all right, so I think that's it. And he's like, nope, you didn't get them all. And I'm like, well, who the fuck didn't I get? And he's like, well, you see Dr. Mario's throwing out pills. You didn't say anything about the pills. I'm like, motherfucker, you said characters. God damn, man. I didn't know I had to count the fucking pills. That's not somebody I'd want on the podcast. I just wouldn't want to deal with it. Yeah, I, I, I like like you said. Yeah, I know some artists that are dicks. You know, like oh, I'm a starving artist. Well, maybe you get a part time job then. You know, just saying. Now, some of the artists are cool. Like you go in, you show interest, and they're happy that somebody likes their stuff. You know, it's it's validation. And at the video conference, it was very clear there was this one guy, and I'm looking at his art right now. He does a lot of '80s movie stuff, and he's like. The Dark Crystal, They Live, Conan the Barbarian, Willow. And, like, I bought all of it. I was like, I want, I want everyone. I want, I want one of each. And 
and he was like damn man thanks appreciate it and like i was like no your stuff's that good and a lot of other people were saying the same thing so um i'm all for supporting local artists and even you know far away artists if they're if their stuff's good but like you said john some of those people just aren't the most and i don't know if it's just because they're at the convention you're tired you're trying to make money i mean it's hard to make money selling artwork um i know somebody that was dating a guy that was an artist and he'd had shows i mean he'd go to art shows and he'd put his work up and it's just hard to drum up business you, you yeah. got to really have some eye catchers to get people to buy your stuff well i know my my wife's uncle or where the hell he is he's pumping out every day saying he's showing some kind of piece off he's helping some friend out he's at every free convention that you can show or he's over there just selling 24 7 you know so yeah i mean that's pretty much what you have to do if you any type of creative content you have to do it like almost every day that's what i was telling like my friends like no man like i, I do the show but you know it's not just me doing a show. We let it sit there and make money. No, we gotta we gotta talk about it, show people, and we'll listen to it. You know. <laughs> well, that's you the whole point. That's the whole thing with Big Beef, and that's why we do so many damn episodes. Because if you don't do it consistently, like you said in the very beginning, I think like two or three episodes in, you were like, "Hey, most people get on podcasts and they'll do like three or four, and then you don't ever hear from them again." You know, and maybe a year later or so, um, we're putting them out every damn day. So you get well, not every day, but you know, most a majority of the days out the week, we're putting them up. Well, yeah, um, did, did you make a um, a fancy website? For, I mean, fancy uh, uh, email for us? I hadn't made an email yet, but I did set up a Twitter page. Okay, okay. What else um, did you do? Like you mean, like in general, or just in regards to big beefing? God damn it! In regards to big beefing, I don't care what you do with your day to day. I set up the Twitter and. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the only advertising I've done. I've I've been holding off on hitting. I want to when we get to a thousand listeners, I'm gonna buy y'all some microphones so we can get we can get onto a uh, a better uh, better recording thing so our audio is not all jacked up. Daniel showed me a picture of his little setup he had going on. You think that you Daniel see your picture that yet? Yeah, no, Daniel's got a rig. I mean, he's good like, go. Daniel, 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 Daniel can hit the ground running. Yeah, Daniel, you're ready to go on fucking radio is right he, now, Daniel. You're a professional gamer. Yeah. He, he, well, he he's involved in that culture, Aaron. He likes watching gamers, and he, he he's in it. So he's, he's on Twitch. He's on there, yeah. I don't know if he actually streams, but he's on there. I would think Dale's more the guy who goes on there and beats off front cameras with his face hidden. You know. Uh, you, you know, think like, Daniel uh, really does that, John? No, 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 no. He's really the Dale's really going. What the fuck, John? No, Dale's yeah, you really. That's that's kind of out there. You'd be getting an angry text message early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, came out of nowhere with that. Like, no, saying, my brother beats off while he's playing games online. Well, yeah, I, I, if anybody would know, it'd be John, man. <laughs> he used to lose that motherfucker. How, how that's, your <laughs> that's Daniel's dick. I know that dick. <laughs> Yeah, that would, be, that would be fucked up if you could recognize your brother's penis. That would not be good. Well, I, I missed I missed the punchline. I was gonna say like Russian roulette. Remember, you remember Russian roulette? I mean, the tango roulette. What was it? Dang it! Remember, we lost the fucking punchline. Oh, well, sorry, website, we did. That, that website that was um that you it, you don't know who you were gonna talk to or nothing. You just pushed and just picked a random camera. I never went to that website. Oh, me and Daniel, Michael, and Gabriel. And I forgot who else. we used to be on. We used to go on there all the fucking time, and you never know who you got. It was just gonna be a person from across the world, someone down the street, or you know, ninety percent of the time it was a guy just beating off. <laughs> the closest I ever got to that was, it wasn't one of those shitty hotlines where you you call like these fake girls, but it was it was a chat line that you called and they would connect you with other people, and you give a little introduction of yourself, like who you are, how old you are, and uh, what type of conversation you're wanting to have. And then they match you up with people that sound kind of the same. They paired me up with some chick. and It's just weird. It was a, just a black girl and things she was interested in did not match up what I was talking, what I was interested in. And it's just like, well, there's no chemistry in this thing. So well, what's, what's the point of doing that though? Going back, I don't know why I'm obsessed with that. What's the point of guys doing that? Are you just with, setting, with from a camera? You know? well, oh, oh, you mean getting into live interactions with with cam girls or whatever? Or? Yeah, like what, what the fuck? You, like she she's doing her thing and you're over here beating off. Like y'all fuck both. <laughs> I mean, it, it don't take much to get a guy going. I mean, 
mean, shit. Sometimes I, I think a commercial. Sometimes I'm like, oh fuck, you know, like it just hits you, like God damn it. I mean, just sometimes it can be uh, somebody, you know, like touching you in some weird way or accidentally, and you're just like, oh shit, or you, you see something. You know, it could be anything. Fucking anything could happen. Yeah, you know? tell us a little bit more, Shane. <laughs> Watching a. <laughs> I can't, I'm trying to think of a silly TV show. I can't, I'm trying to think of something stupid. Like a cartoon. You could be watching a cartoon character and you see some chick that they draw, like uh, Jessica Rabbit from uh, Who Framed Roger yeah. Rabbit. And, I mean, like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, I want to know how that worked out. How did Rod, like, it's, Roger Rabbit? It's Rob funny was- that you brought that up, Shane, because there was a, a girl dressed up when we went out for your birthday to look like Roger uh, Rabbit's girl. What was her name? Uh, Jessica Rabbit? Jessica yeah. something. Yep. And she looked hot as hell. How did, so that's, how, how did Roger Rabbit nail that? How did he catch that rat? Uh, he, he had a good that? sense of humor. Chicks, chicks like guys was a good man. sense of humor, and he was a uh, he was a leading man. Like he he had the starring roles in a lot of his work. So man, she dug him. He's successful, funny. The first first guy I was jealous of was a uh, cartoon character. Well, you know, with with Rabbit, <laughs> you know, he he didn't take anything seriously except for when it went bad. So he's very nonchalant, and I can imagine a girl like Jessica Rabbit. Like constantly has dudes that are super serious trying to get with her, you know. Oh, I love you, or you're my only one, and I'll do anything for you. Well, Roger Rabbit's just like you know. Look, 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 look. I mean, you know, he's not. He just, just silly. Do that, just, huh? do that, do that sound again. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I should put it on a loop and just send that to Aaron anytime I say something. Just look, 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 look. No, that's gonna be Aaron's ringtone. Yeah, he'll, he'll record it. He'll I'll, look, I'll, look, make a, look. I'll make a sound bite out of it. And we'll keep like, it on recording. Every time he goes into the bathroom, he'll play. Lip, 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 lip. We gotta make our own, uh, our own out chain. Like everyone's got to make their own. You know, every show make their own. And like, all right, thank you for Big Beef in it. Please listen, watch us on uh, Twitter or wherever. I forget what's called BB something. You called it. Yeah. Uh, well, here's what you can do, and I've I've learned this from radio is as you're doing your exit for the night, you can plug other things that you promote. So, John, you can plug your show. I can plug my show. And we can plug other accounts and uh, let people know that what we have is, is out there as far as content goes. Oh, yeah. That's what we should do is when we sign off, John, you just say, catch me out on JP's what? And Aaron, you say, catch me out, catch me on 304 Southeast Third or whatever your yours is. And I'll just say, hit us up on Twitter. That shows how much you listen to it. <laughs> I do listen to it, but I don't remember the damn name of it because it's complicated. Exactly. Yeah, you got like three. Well, you got like three episodes on there. <laughs> yeah, I think you're like over there, John. Out. It's already, you know, yeah. It's not know. like you're pumping out content. Yeah, I kind of lost uh, motivation when I didn't have any uh, oh, like, guest speakers. Tell, have you told John your good news yet? Oh, that I don't work. No, yeah, I heard. I heard you move, and well, Dale got mad. Who'd you hear it from? Huh? I heard it on the radio. I heard it on here. No. Oh, okay. So he, I didn't have to tell him, Shane. You already knew. On Facebook. He told us on here. Yeah, he told us already. Yeah, I just. I didn't say on Facebook. For apartment. An apartment. I didn't say that I quit oh, my no, job. You no, told us on here that you leaving your job. I know you had left yet, but you said on here that you left your job. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I, my last day of work was Friday. So what have you been doing the last three days? Uh, errands, personal errands that I need to have done. Um, you know. Pay stuff, set up bills to be canceled, uh, search for apartments, and clean up the house because well, uh, I've been caring for a dog for like the past eight did months. Did you put any job applications? Yeah, several. I'd like to work for the VA. Did you get it? Or some sort of veteran centered organization. Did you get any interviews? No. Dale was going to be uh, upset, though, because Dale thought you're moving out of Waco. Then we saw at the post that you're looking for somewhere around Waco. <laughs> I can hear Dale. I don't care where it is. I just need a place to yeah, go. I can hear Dale now. Aaron, what did we just say last time? Get out of Waco. I don't care what Daniel says. Daniel's not gonna tell me how to live my life. Would you Dale. get a would you get a place with dad, Aaron? Hell no. Yo, that be good. I mean y'all could help each other out. Nah, what the fuck you, I, can't, I can't believe you even asked me that. Well, <laughs> It's not. Is it an option? I didn't think it'd be a bad idea. I mean, y'all both could work together but between the two of you. Y'all to have a decent beginning or something. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just that, an idea. 
There we go. <laughs> Terrible idea. Well, what about staying with mom? Would you do that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like the idea of caring after mom and her medical conditions and situations and taking her to the hospital and stuff. But, you know, after staying over there and sleeping on her couch several times and seeing how small the apartment is, I'm like, man, I, there's no way. Well, y'all got to get a bigger place, no obviously. You couldn't just stay there. You'd have to move. Well, that's the thing. Mom can't. Mom can't afford it. She only makes that's a certain amount you have of money. To combine and, your resources. Um, okay, yeah, I get that, Shane. God damn it! But <laughs> but I don't have a job in Corsicana right now, and well, so you gotta get a job, son. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I know the importance of work, motherfucker. I've had a job ever since I was sixteen. J O Bizzle. Obviously um, not. You just got, you've been off without a job for three days, so it ain't been every day since you were sixteen. I've had. I didn't say every day. I said I've had a job for ever since I was sixteen. That's, that's what I said. Though. No, it's not. Did, did you have a job yesterday? <laughs> uh, I did not have a job yesterday. <laughs> what does that? What does that have to do, man? Ever since I was sixteen years old, I've had some form of employment. No, from sixteen until Friday, yeah. you may have had some type of employment. <laughs> no, 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 no. That doesn't. No, that's misleading. That's making people think that <laughs> that I'm unemployable. I didn't say you're unemployable, <laughs> but you are unemployed. That's what you're. Yeah, that's how you, you're. You're misleading the situation now. How, <laughs> how many jobs have you had, Aaron, since sixteen? How many jobs have you had? Oh God! Oh, bunch, man. Bunch. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were at food um, right. That was your first one, right? Food right. That was my first job. Yeah, and I would have worked at fifteen, but uh, Rick Prince. Said it was against labor laws to hire me. At well, that it age. is. It's not Rick's prison. It is against labor laws. <laughs> like it's not. I didn't. I didn't know that, man. I didn't fucking know that. Okay, so that's why I said he said it and not me. Okay. Anyway, you can actually you can work at uh, Hurricane Harbor if you're 15, but you got to get your parents to sign off on it. So it's not against labor laws, yeah, then, is it? Special circumstances. All right, so. Uh huh. But so then, it, and then it's admissible under the law, isn't it? There, you, is can right? get, you can get like a special waiver or something, but generally speaking. So then that wouldn't be illegal. So just because, you know, it's illegal, that doesn't mean there's certain circumstances that are allowed to happen. So therefore, it's not illegal. If you don't have the waiver, it is. But you didn't have the waiver, did you? That, okay. No, so no, it's I didn't. illegal. But I didn't work at 15. So regardless, it doesn't matter. So what? <laughs> I could have worked at 15 if I had a fucking waiver. So therefore, it would not have been illegal. Anyway, so yes, my first job was at sixteen, um, working at Food Right, and then I worked at Taco Bell with Shane when I lived up in Arlington. You remember okay. that, John? Um, after that, I went to the military. Oh, for you eight left years. out Dollar General. Yeah, that was like two weeks. They got mad as hell because they they double paid me on one paycheck, and I was happy as hell. I was like, oh hey, thousand Did you bucks. Spend the money. <laughs> Hell yeah, I spent that money. You remember? Oh. You took me to cash. And you took your cut of that shit, too. <laughs> hey, bills are due. Bills are due, son. So that's, that's four. You're going to pay that shit. You're going to pay me right bills, now. Bills are due. You're going to go cash it. <laughs> give me that gas money, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, rent ain't free. You know? No, no one ain't. So anyway, um, joined the military and stayed in for eight years. Uh, I've worked... Uh, where, where did I work after that? Let's see. I've worked for Best Buy. I've worked for Gibraltar Cable Barriers, building cable barriers for, um, you know, high security installations. Uh, the kind of stuff that you'll see trucks and cars drive into, but they don't actually bust through the gate, you know. Um, they, they put them on highways, too. Um, I've worked at uh, a newspaper. I've worked at a... Uh, movie theater i've worked um at a gas station um i've worked for a baking a bakery i was baking uh like scones and uh or were they sconces i forget how you call them uh and like pigs in a blanket stuff uh we made all kinds of stuff dude and it was hard work boy but running a bakery ain't no joke um what's what hard else about it did i do uh, rolling out that dough man Rolling that dough out and getting every single one of them right and not fucking up any of them. So was somebody Dude, watching you? I'm rolling out 12 trays, man. That's a lot of fucking dough. Was somebody watching you? 
Uh, no, they, but that's you know if if somebody's looking over all the work that was done, they'll be like, oh, hey, this this wasn't done right. This we can't let that slide. We got to remake that one, and then you got to remake that one. <laughs> it's um it's a time based process, man, because stuff's got to go in the oven by a certain time. You can't let it sit out for too long, and you can't leave it in the oven for too long. Obviously, you you can't uh, leave your materials out and get it contaminated with other materials because you got to worry about cross contamination and it's um it's it's a demanding it's it's a demanding position to, to work in a bakery so uh, yeah i did that i did uh work at this place called evans where i was a uh tester for electrical motors and generators um that was probably the most technically important job because you've got to learn work specification you've got to learn ieee standards isa standards you've got to practice workplace safety uh, you've got to have OSHA training. Um, we went through TSTC courses where they taught us about, you know, uh, parallel and series circuit windings, um, controlling power supplies and switches, boring crap like that. Stuff that we did every day, except for the DC motor control and AC motor control and uh, series and parallel. We we didn't. I mean, we were plugging in all these different motors at different junction boxes, and it was like. I never, I never do this at work ever. There's no reason for me to know, to know this. This isn't going to pro progress my professional or, or technical knowledge in any way. That's still there. Yeah, we're listening. Was that was that it? Yeah. Uh, I think that I'm not sure if that's my complete work history, but I'm sure it's pretty close. Say how many jobs you have, Shane? Uh, let's see. First job. Now, this isn't counting cutting the grass at the church across the street. That wasn't really a job, but I mean, I got paid for it. It was like a chore, yeah. Um, so, like, first real job was at a grocery store in Arlington called Win Dixie. Um, I did that for what about the Berkshire Brothers. Huh? What about the Berkshire Brothers? Yeah. So the first job I had when I was 16 years old at Win Dixie, and uh, it was over one summer, and then the next year I got a job at Brookshire's. And I did that for... Oh, you worked at Winn-Dixie before Brookshire's? Yeah, uh, in Arlington. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I spent a summer staying with my dad. and uh... Our dad, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I'm just telling the story. And uh, anyways, got, got a job at Winn-Dixie. was there for about two months. And it was weird because that was the first time I saw like uh, two adults beat the shit out of each other. And um, aside, aside from the family reunion, I think we had a family reunion where two grownups got to a fight. But this is like the first time I saw like a real back and forth brawl. Like at our family reunion, it was one sided. Like Jimmy was a was a big dude, and he just knocked his fucker out. But this fight that I was watching um, with these two men, I mean, it was like brutal, and it was. I mean, they got fucked up. Both of them did. This dude had walked into the store and stole some cigarettes, and while he was out in the parking lot, the manager was confronting him. And he spit in the manager's face. Well, this other manager, I guess it was like an assistant manager, didn't like the guy spitting in his boss's face, so he pushed him. And then that dude took his shirt off, and they just started throwing blows, man. They're just beating the shit out of each other. And I didn't know what to do. You know, I was 16. I'd never seen grownups behave like that. So we're just like, hey, stop it, guys. Did you see our dad get into a fight? Huh? Did you see our dad or our uncle get into a fight? Well, yeah, I saw Jimmy. He's uh, our cousin. He got into a fight. We got, it was a family reunion, and uh, uh, Laura, or a cousin, she uh, she was dating this guy, and apparently he was bad news, and he came to pick up Laura from the family reunion, and Laura didn't want to go. She's like, I'm not, you know, leave me alone. I'm not, I'm not going. He's like, no, get in the car. We've got to fucking go now. Well, when he said that, Jimmy, which is my, our cousin Rhonda's husband, uh, big Jimmy, he comes walking by, and he hears this guy say, get in the fucking car now. Well, me and Jacob and a bunch of other little kids are, like, running by, playing, having fun and shit. And we're out in this big open field in front of Grandma's. And Jimmy's like, hey, you can't use that kind of language here, man. There's kids. There's kids here, man. You can't talk like that. Like, Jimmy's from California, so he sounds like a Californian guy. And this dude's like, motherfucker, I'll say whatever the fuck I want to say. And Jimmy said, I bet you won't say that up here. And the guy gets out of the car, walks up to Jimmy, and Jimmy just knocked the shit out of him. Just bam, one punch. Guy goes straight to the ground. Jimmy jumps on top of him and just starts pounding on him. And they start rolling. The guy was able to roll, and they're rolling for a little bit. And then I hear my Uncle Dwayne uh, say, Mickey, 
they're fighting out here in the yard, Mickey. And so my dad comes and my dad's looking like fucking the Bigfoot monster. You know how like the Bigfoot walks when he's walking through the woods and he, he turns back and looks at the camera. Yeah, like, That's how my dad's walking. Like he's got his arms swinging, you know, my dad's six, six, you know, at that point he was probably about 270, 265, you know, and he just goes there and like, y'all break it up. You know, I mean, you know, what the fuck? so Anyways, they they, they stop fighting. Uh, I never I never actually saw Dad put his hands on anybody other than, you know, I mean us. Like he punched me one time. And thought that shit was funny, but aside from that, no. I don't think I saw that one. Well, I mean, it was we were little. You you were a toddler when that happened, so you wouldn't have remembered. Yeah, I remember uh, one of her cousins. Uh, he he'd been drinking, and he was like, "Hey, let me see your arm." They're like, no, Uncle Mickey, I don't want to. He's like, no, let me see it. And they give him his arm. And then our dad's got big ass hands, man. He was a he was an electrician for a long time, and uh, he takes this kid's arm in his hands and just starts rubbing really hard and gripping it real hard. And he starts making this face like, oh, Indian rug burn. <laughs> and he's like hurting this little kid. Ah, stop, Mickey, that hurts. <laughs> I just remember. I remember it was Fourth uh, of July. And my dad had a bunch of friends over and family, and he had like a big watermelon. They were all drinking beer, and he's sitting on the couch drunk. And I walked up to him, and there's like it was several people sitting around. I couldn't remember who, and he just punched me right in the gut, and I just fell over on the ground and started crying. And <laughs> oh my he was god! Just laughing. Yeah. Did when yeah. that never hit me. Yeah, dad did some crazy <laughs> shit when he got drunk. So I think my first memory of him is cleaning up his beer cans after he'd been drinking all day. Uh, Brittany helped me. He told yep. me he told me he was outside with one of his buddies. Uh, they were smoking weed, and I was out playing. And I came and saw him. And I saw him smoking, and I said, "Shh, I won't tell anybody. Don't worry." And I ran off. And my dad was like, "Who the fuck is he going to tell my mom?" <laughs> <laughs> God dang, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I didn't as a kid. I didn't know what weed was, but I knew whatever it was he was doing, he was bad because he's being secretive about it. You know, and <laughs> I can just picture Shane's big ass head smiling. I won't tell nobody. <laughs> he runs off. <laughs> uh, so, Win Dixie, and then uh, Brookshire's. I did Brookshire's for about a year and a half, uh, and then where did I go after Brookshire's? uh walmart and then i left walmart and worked at a prison for a year and then i started going to college while i was at that prison and i went back to walmart and i stayed at walmart for three or four more years and then i left walmart and i went to a gas station for three days and uh i hated that shit and then i went to uh best buy and i was at best buy for like another three years and i went to cps Worked there for 10 months. And out of all the jobs I mentioned, CPS was by far the worst. And then uh, and then I got the job at the county, and I've been there for the last 10 years. So CPS, what made the CPS job so Man. bad? Uh, kids getting beat and shit. Parents being shitbags. Shit um, was it always the parents, or did they have some badass well, kids? Okay, so there's three factors. Kids, parents, and the agency sucks. I mean – if you if you follow you can you can Google uh, CPS Texas and there's like a huge court case where a judge came down and said the whole system's fucked and it's a redo and we got to get we're gonna fire everybody and we got to get feds in here to fix fix this shit and y'all got to hire all these people and everything you're doing is unconstitutional uh, it's just a it's just a messed up agency I mean people I think people that work there are trying to do the right thing. It's just they're constrained by resources and sometimes things that don't make any fucking sense. Like I got a call. We got a call from a lady once saying that she, she passed, she drove up to this, this couple and this woman reared back in the back seat and was hitting her kid and was hitting him hard, like punching him, like wasn't just slapping, punching her kid. And so she reported a license plate, but she only had like three numbers on the license plate. So when we ran those three numbers, we found like a shit ton of cars. There's no way, we could go through each car to see if it fit the description. And so I told my boss, I was like, look, I, I can't do anything with this. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to look. We don't have the right information. These numbers could be wrong. It's not even somebody the lady knows. And my boss was like, well, get the special investigator to help you. I was like, fuck, are you not listening to what I'm fucking telling you? We can't <laughs> find this person. Like, it's not, I go, I'm going to tell the special investigator what the fuck is he going to do? 
Um, so I brought it to him and so shit like that would happen all the time. And it's, it got to where I didn't want to go into a school anymore. I didn't want to talk to principals. I didn't want to talk to teachers, but that's what you have to do. And, you know, it just was getting old. And this one family, what the straw that broke the camel's back was this chick. Um, she, she, so what happened is she, she had about four kids. No, she had about eight kids that were living with her. The four of them were hers. And the rest of them were like nephews and cousins and shit, but they were all staying in her house because she had the biggest house of everybody in the family. Anyways, uh, she has a little, you know, like a two-year-old or something like that. And I guess one day while she's at home, she keeps saying that she's seeing mice. And like the kids are like, what are you talking about, mom? She's like, there's a mouse. There's a mouse there. And they're like, mom, there's no fucking mice. There's no mouse here. You know, there's no mouse. Well, they didn't say fucking, but you know, there's no mice. And she's like, no, I see a mouse. Don't you see it right there? And so they, you know, mom's going crazy. So she goes to the hospital and they're like, well, you know, what's going on? She's like, well, I've been seeing mice and the kids said they're not really there, but I'm seeing them. So I said, okay. So they're getting ready to like admit her. And uh, she just left. She's like, fuck it. I'm not going in there. I'm not staying. So I'm just going to go. So they called CPS. So I admit who? Admit, admit her to what? A psychiatric yeah, clinic? Yeah, to, for mental health shit. Um, because she, she had some other like stress, depression, and all kinds of other bullshit that came out. But um, so I go up to the school and I catch as many as the kids that I can, ask them about it, interviewed all of them. Uh, go to the house. There's more kids there. Interviewed all those kids, and then I go talk to the mom. And this has taken this whole thing. What I'm telling you has taken me about eight hours to do because it's eight kids, and each interview is about 45 minutes. Plus, you're driving to school, you're driving to the house. You're calling the, the doctors to see what they said. And uh, I go into her house and I'm talking to her and she overhears several of the interviews I have with the kids that are at the house. And so I tell her, I was like, after we, I get done talking to her and I'm like, okay, ma'am, it looks like everything's good to go. seems like this is just a misunderstanding. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll follow up with you in 30 days to see how things are doing. If everything's good to go, you won't hear from us again. And she said, okay. So I walk out the house and I'm going out to my car. And I'm sitting in my car and I should have fucking turned the, the ignition on and got the fuck out of there. But I'm sitting there doing my paperwork and she walks up to the car and knocks on the window and she's like, sir. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, okay. So I get out the car and I go up by her house and she's looking around, looking all nervous and shit, starts rubbing her arms. And she's like, well, you know, I got a confession to make. Um, I predicted that you guys would come out when I, when I, when all this happened. And, uh, so I told all my kids to tell you a lie and uh, to fake their stories. And so they've all been lying to you. Uh, I actually did see mice and I need help. I need fucking help now. It's bad. Like, I got to get out of here. Can, can you take me somewhere? And I'm like, motherfucker, man. Like, eight hours of bullshit for nothing? Like, all the kids <laughs> fucking lied? So I went and turned in my two weeks notice there. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Can't fucking do this. So I went and told my boss. I was like, look, I got a job at the county. I'm out. And she started crying. She's like, what, what did I do? I thought you liked it here. And I, I thought it was going well. And I was like, no, it's not going well. Like, I can't stand it. <laughs> and uh, Did you get all mad? <laughs> no, but I mean, I was mad, like, by myself. Like, just, you know, it's, it was getting, I was driving all over the fucking county. Like, one day I had to drive to Mansfield, and I had to go on the north side of Fort Worth and back down to Mansfield, and it was getting hot, and I was sweating into my phone, and my fucking phone died. It was getting dark, and I didn't know where the hell I was going. It's just misery. And and this is another thing. This is another big one that pissed me off. The Dark Knight, the Heath Ledger Batman movie. I told my boss, I was like, look, I don't care what's going on. Anything in my work, I don't, I don't care what it is. I don't care what I'm fucking doing. I don't care what natural disaster, whatever it is. If a Batman movie is released, I'm going to be at that fucking movie the day it comes out. I don't give a fuck what it is. I, I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, my foot gets, and I need to get an amputation. I got to get blood. My house gets struck by fire. My dog dies. I'm going to the fucking movie. And she, uh, and sure enough, man, I shit you not. I'm waiting in line to get into the movie. I'm sitting there waiting. In line. I bought, I've already bought my ticket. I'm just waiting to get in. And I get a call. You got a case and uh, it's blowing up and we need you to go out to that. We need you to go talk to the family because it's your case. And I was like, look, I, I told y'all, I'm not doing it tonight. <laughs> I'm watching this movie. Uh, you're going to have to be somebody else. I'm not doing it. It's more, more important than a kid being physically or emotionally abused, problem, man. man. They got other people that can do that shit. <laughs> Anyways, that's why I only last. The best thing about that job 
was the first like six <laughs> week of it. It's the six weeks of the job are just them training you. You're just sitting in classrooms. So basically for six weeks, you're getting paid to just sit there and watch <laughs> shit. Um, Damn, Shane. Not very favorable light you're painting yourself in right now when a movie trumps the safety of a child. <laughs> I I told them I was going to watch that damn movie. You got to have a life. You can't you can't throw yourself 100% into the profession. Like you got to have I'm glad you see it that way, man, cuz that's one of the reasons I left my job. Yeah. I mean, you got to have your personal freedom. Like you got to and, and and the thing is, I put in my 40 hours a week. Like I I did my job helping the community and what I was supposed to do. This was extra shit. And I didn't need to be involved in it. <laughs> they have after my uh, guy that the guy that helped train me, he's still there. He works after hours. They could have got his ass to go out there. They didn't have to call me. And I wasn't going. I don't care. I wasn't going. No, in other words, don't inconvenience Shane or he's gonna yeah. Well, not during the not, Batman, be not when I tell you. I mean that's like a condition for me to be here. <laughs> it ain't gonna work. Shane, remember Michael said, don't lose your life, you know, don't ruin your life, you know, you know work more than forty hours. Yeah, that's what Michael left. I know Michael became well, Michael became a boogie pusher, but you know, yeah, I'm, see? Just, I'm, I'm gonna waste my life forty hours a week, you know, and doing more work than I have to, you know. Work's never gonna stop. There's always gonna be work. Never yes. gonna stop. CPS was a bad job. Um, the prison, the prison wasn't that bad. It's just when I looked around at the old people that were working there, it was like they looked like their life had been, you know, just kicked them in the ass. Like it's like, I don't want to be that guy, you know. I don't want to be old and bitter, and you got a funky. You said the same thing about law school, right? Yeah, well, that's that's just because they're fucking shady and and you know a lot of just heartlessness. But uh, you know, I just. What, the prison guard or the law school? Uh, both. Well, they're not really heartless at, at prison. I mean, there's some assholes. I mean, and I, I, I used to have a desk sergeant that would tell me, uh, you got to be an asshole to do this job. But, um, you know, for the most part, it, what made the job was okay. It's like some of the guys you work with are pretty fun. You just sit around and shoot the shit, just telling bullshit stories all night and uh, just having a good time, you know, goofing off. And Like, I remember this one old dude. So one night they were shorthanded in the uh, – the administrative segregation. So they call it ad seg in the prison. And what it is, John is, uh, or Aaron, they, they have this part part in prison where if you're in there, you're locked up 23 hours a day, you are in a cell. Like you don't get out. You stay in your cell for 23 hours a day and you don't talk to anybody. It's just you. It's just you in that cell. And they let you out one hour a day for what they call recreation and showering and the recreation it's this little concrete room that has a ceiling that you can see the sky and then it's just walls and you can't see anything else. And so I was in there one night cause they were, they were shorthanded. They needed somebody, somebody has to keep count. Like somebody has got to manage the doors, like the, you know, opening and closing the doors and opening, and closing the cells. And then somebody has got to be present to do counts, to walk around and make sure nobody's fucking killing themselves or, you know, doing something crazy. So I get in there and I did, I did the count, the first, the first count of the night and the guys had all been fed and I'm sitting there in the control room and there's nothing to fucking do. Just sitting there staring. And the guy looks at me and he says, Hey, uh, you know, we usually shut it down around this time. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, if, if you want to take a nap or anything, you want to snooze. And I shit y'all not, man. I slept the whole fucking night. Like I woke up, it was time to go. It was like time to leave. So basically I got paid to just sit there and sleep. For, <laughs> and when I mean sleep, I don't want y'all to think like I was sitting in a chair. I was leaning back. I laid on the floor and put my head on a, a toilet paper roll as a pillow and slept. <laughs> and State money well spent and invested, goddammit. <laughs> I mean, they ain't going nowhere. The fucking doors are locked. I mean, you got you got locks on, on top of locks. Yeah, you, you could have had fights breaking out. You could have had people snorting drugs well, in the fucking well, not, prison. Not in that seg, because remember they were moved. Now in the in the general population, yes. Like I, when, there was a time I remember in the general population, like guys were figuring out how to pop their doors open, and you'd have to watch them because they'd run out and do shit like that. But in that seg, you're not fucking going anywhere. Like you're you're in that cell 23 <laughs> hours a day, and uh, yeah. Did they anybody try to commit suicide in there? Yeah, every now and then, like, I, I, it was crazy, man. This one guy, uh, I walked into his cell, and his, his cellmate was screaming. He was like, get him out of here. Get him out of here. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, I can't deal with this, Rollins. I can't deal with this. And I was like, what's the problem? And the guy, the cellmate, walks up to me, and he's got his arm in front of him. And he takes a razor blade, 
and he just cuts right into his arm. And he just keeps cutting it and cutting yeah. it and cutting it. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Hey, what are you doing that to yourself for? And he's like, I just want to feel better. I just want to feel better. And he's like just cutting his arm. So I was like, all right. So I didn't, I went down and told the desk sergeant. And I was like, hey, uh, there's this guy in cell four and he's uh, cutting himself with a razor. And the sergeant said, well, did you see blood pouring through the door? And I'm like, no, it's just little scrapes on his arm. He's like, all right, well, when you see blood coming through the door, come back and tell me and we'll do something about it. I was like, shit, man. <laughs> so that was that. You got strange. You got have your priorities straight there. Well, did you see blood? Then you're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one, one of the. Let's get late for me, guys. I gotta get going. All right. Uh, well, let me tell this one last story before you go. You still there? Yeah. Okay. So there was this chick, and uh, she was related to this this lady I was banging. But anyways, that's another story. But she was uh, she was little. She was like five two, five three, maybe even just five feet. I don't know, little lady, and she would like yell at these inmates, like scream at them, like tell them, you know, get in line, shut up, get your food, stop talking. Y'all better quit. Y'all better quit. Y'all lock it up. Shut up. Well, one day, me and her had to escort this bastard into the main build or into the infirmary. I think from from the oh, bastard, huh? Why was he a bastard? Well, I don't know if he was like technically a bastard, but he was big. Like he was like I, I'm gonna say seven feet. Oh, you mean a big bastard? Yeah, he's yeah. like seven feet and uh, every bit of you know 450 pounds. I mean, just massive, just a huge man. Like the handcuffs didn't fit on him. Like you had to get two handcuffs and strap them together just to get get the guy in cuffs. God dang man! And we're walking this guy, and like I'm sitting there thinking in my head, <laughs> if he wants to just snap these cuffs. And pound me over the head. There's not a damn thing I can do about it. Like, if he decides <laughs> that he just doesn't feel like doing this shit anymore, there's nothing I can fucking do. I can't. There's no way I can stop this guy. There's nothing. There's nowhere I could punch him. Maybe if I hit him in the nuts real hard like Bobby did on King of the Hill, yeah. you know, that might be the only way I, I could defeat the guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the only way I could drop him. There's no other way I could beat him. And look, maybe if I got his neck or something. But, um, she was sitting there yelling at him, like, you're going to do what I tell you to do. And I'm like, what, what, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like, let's just get him to the place and go, man. Why are we going <laughs> to argue? And uh, it's just. Well, why do you have to yell at this guy? Yeah, just, why do you have to make this situation any worse? Well, because she, they, she was big on control. She wanted the inmates to know that she had the control, that she had the power, and they had no power. And it was all her. And And to an extent, that's true. But you got to be smart about it. You don't want to test, you know, you don't want to push your limits just because you can, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. You don't need to talk while you're in line. You don't need to steal somebody's food, but you know, shit, man, you don't have to go looking for trouble. Well, the point that I don't get is like 23 hours a day by yourself. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Oh, they go crazy. You know, our cousin Daniel's doing that. Yeah. He's in prison right now. You know, they go crazy. Right, John. Behind what? Uh, well, yeah, I had to stop writing Daniel. Daniel's uh, letters started getting really concerning. Well, what what did that uh, is that like rehabilitation? Is that helping them by doing that, or are you just patting no? Them it makes them worse. Well, no, it's, it, it's makes, it makes them worse. It makes them go crazy. It breaks them. It's to protect them from other inmates because they're they're a threat to inmates, or the inmates are a threat to them, and so you can't you can't punish a large crowd of people at one time. They're already in prison. So you, you got to remove the X factor. And so either the X factor is somebody that's at risk for getting other people hurt or they're at risk for themselves getting hurt. The well, X could... factor is also the name of a badass superhero team. <laughs> is it? Uh, yeah. they're, they're okay. They're, they're Who leads right. the X factor? Is it Havoc? Cyclops' Havoc, brother? Strong man, multiple man. Uh, all I know is, uh, is I don't uh, fucking care. I'm tired of going. There's a, I'll see y'all later. Right. Oh, are you going to do your, you're going to do your, your outro, Aaron? Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, Say right. some kind of outro closing statement. Uh, wait, are we doing that now? Yeah, or? I mean, it's the end of the show. <laughs> it ain't for y'all. Y'all might still be talking no, 10 minutes from now. Too, damn it. Well, you didn't say that. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to wrap this one up. Uh, this is Aaron Rollins from... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. God damn it. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're wrapping this one up. Uh, Aaron, uh, throw it out. 
Uh, this is Aaron Rollins from Southeast Third. Look for my podcast in the future as I represent the uh, artistic community in Waco. It's going to be over the next couple of weeks. All right. See, damn, bam. Nailed it. That's how you do it. All right, John, your fucking turn. This is JP. Catch me on uh, JP's What? Uh, I do whatever the fuck I want to do. All right. This is Shane, and uh, I like to party. And you can catch me on uh, Big Beefing on Twitter. You didn't say the, big, the, the name of the Twitter. Oh, Big. Well, that's another fucking thing. I, I thought I typed in Big Beefing, but the Twitter handle is at B Beefing. So <laughs> I, saw I guess we be beefing. We be beefing on Big Beefing. We, we be beefing. Like, that's a, that's a, we got to start spelling it out to people. That's a, uh, what's that, what's that, I don't know, hashtag or that's your actual. Yeah, no, we made a hashtag. Well, I already do the hashtag all the damn time at Big B. I'm yep. Big Beefing. I'll put it out there. So, okay. All right, man. Well, have a good night. We'll uh, we'll hit it up again tomorrow. We'll come what up. I got, I got some plans for the uh, next of the episodes this week. Mm-mm. All right. Well, let me know, sir. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.